All right, y'all, let's go. This is the Nolcast Instant Reaction Podcast. If you're new to this game, we've been doing this for about 10 years, and that was one of the more exciting ones we've ever done. The Instant Reaction Podcast with the Nolcast is instant. I don't edit this thing. I just record it, and as soon as we record it, I put it onto the internet, into your Apple Podcast, or you know, Google Play, or Spotify, or you know, whatever app you want to use. Florida State 31, North Carolina 28. A tale of two halves and, and an awesome game for the Knowles. A, a win that I really think this staff you know, had, had worked for. Not one they expected, but one I know they were extremely happy to get. You know, to, to get it on the national stage was big. Knollcast Instant Reaction is brought to you by, of course, Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com. Check them out. Awesome old school retro Florida State shirts. Use our promo code Knollcast. I was wearing my one with, uh, with, with with Osceola earlier today. Pretty sweet stuff. So, let's go ahead and get into this. FSU beat a top five team. Now, I don't want to hear anything about North Carolina not being a top five team. I looked at the newspaper this morning. They were indeed top five. FSU wins a game as a double-digit underdog for the first time in quite a while. And we're going to hear a lot about Hey, you know, they, they didn't score any points in the second half. I'm here to tell you, if you give me a choice, I want every single one of those points up front. When you're running this kind of offense, when you have this kind of team, you, you, you don't want to have to rely on coming back. So I'm going to start here tonight, actually with, with not offense, not defense, but with special teams. I, I think special teams... Announcers love to talk about how big special teams are, and, and for the most part, they're actually not as big as people think, right? But tonight, they really were helpful for you. I mean, you you, you had John Peaches tell the broadcasters in their production meeting, apparently, that uh, he thinks they can block a punt. And sure enough, uh, FSU runs an overload. North Carolina's punt protectors just release down the field without getting any kind of chip, which may or may not be the call, but they're, they're second-level Protectors don't pick up uh, anybody, and FSU blocks a punt, and it gives the Knowles great field position immediately. First play after that touchdown, Jordan Travis on a beautifully executed zone read out the backside. And, and look, Travis is a guy who adds a different dimension to this offense. We've talked about this ad nauseum. He's a, he's a very, very good runner of the football. And each week... I'm impressed that FSU gets a little bit more creative in how they use Travis, how they use his legs, and how they use the threat of his legs. So, you get the punt block there, it sets up the touchdown. It's awesome. Then you get another punt block, which, I mean, granted, it didn't really go anywhere, but still, like it, it was nice to get, certainly. Battle, the battle on special teams? Okay, fair enough. They did miss two field goals, you know, not uh, not not really, not really what you're looking to do there, but ultimately, I mean, man, just just what what a what what a wild day there for the Seminoles. I think this is a win that builds confidence to it. It, it builds confidence on, on multiple fronts, right? It it this is the type of win that I think allows FSU to say, hey, you know what? We can play with, with, with some of these teams. And, and what this coaching staff is preaching to us, it matters. And and these guys seem to know 
what they're talking about. And we, we need to trust and buy in and continue to learn how to win. And we're not going to win all these games, but we don't have to lose all of them, you know, either. I'll go to the offense next. Florida State, what they did on offense tonight was a lot of different things. It was awesome. It was probably unsustainable, but it was still awesome, right? And, you know, I was texting with Ingram, and I told him, I was like, look, I I don't know, man. I've got some concerns about whether this is this is really all, all that sustainable. Um, Jordan pa- Jordan Travis threw, threw six completions, I believe, in the first half of the ball game. Let me make sure I have that right here. Uh through six completions in the first half of the ball game, they were for 4-12, which is a touchdown, 33, 36, 39, and 58 yards. Pretty sure that you're not gonna not gonna finish the game with upwards of you know 30 yards per completion. But they still count. Those scores count. And FSU did a really good job of getting North Carolina overcommitted to stopping the run. They did a very good job of getting North Carolina you know, basically too amped up to stop the run, and they hit them over the top with some very creative plays. I I, I love that deep ball to, to Keyshawn Helton. I mean, the, the safety bit like crazy on that. Then then you get the, the rollout. I, I actually, when I was on Twitter, I called it a pop pass, but it was really more of, of like a leak thing. By the way, Rays are going to the World Series. Awesome. It was really more of like a tight end leak backside. You throw a tight end leak off a quarterback sweep, which I mean, I liked a whole lot. You don't have Tamari and Terry in there tonight, so you really don't have that explosive threat at receiver. And yet, Keyshawn Helton steps up big with with two really nice catches and almost had a third, which you know would have been extremely impressive. And his hand was out, so so I get that. And I, I talk about Jordan Travis and, and his throwing ability. And I feel like we've been pretty fair on this. And we saw more of this tonight. Jordan Travis is a one-read quarterback from the pocket at this point. If it's not there and he's got to be in the pocket, he struggles. Especially if it's not off play action. So what does FSU do? I I mean, I think I can count tonight on one hand how many drop-back passes Jordan Travis threw. FSU basically said, all right, if we're going to play this kid... We are going to run basically some spread option stuff, and we are going to have it ready, and we are going to basically use Jordan Travis's legs or the threat of his legs on every single play that we run. And they pretty much did. And if that one read's not there, basically what Travis does is kind of takes off out of the pocket for the most part and then creates. He did a lot of really good stuff off script tonight. He had several plays that were you know initially play action. Okay, nothing's there. They've covered the deep ball. I'm going to scramble around. Maybe I'll get some yards. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll chuck it and get a first down. You know, on the night, eight of nineteen. Very bad completion percentage, but for 191 yards, extremely good yards per attempt. I mean that that's kind of what this offense, I I think is. Now on the night, 19 passes thrown. 36 rushing attempts. Damian Webb really runs hard. He reminds me of like, do you guys remember when Chris Thompson was, I, God, in my head, I know he wasn't obviously, and so I don't want to make that claim, but like he, 
he looked like he was just on something special for for about half of 2012 before he got hurt. And you know, like that was that was what Webb looked like tonight, with the exception of the speed. I mean, obviously he's not fast like like Chris Thompson was, but he, he's you know he's short and. Thompson had been working out, and he was kind of stocky. Webb looks like to me looks like that stockiness. Running through arm tackles has some decent short area burst. Always seems to be falling forward. You know, Webb twelve carries, one hundred nine yards, long of fifty four, but still had, had a lot of successful carries tonight. Jordan Travis sixteen for one hundred seven. And yet this this offense didn't score in the second half. So, I mean, I'll go back and look to see specifically the adjustments that, that North Carolina was making. I think part of it was not biting quite so hard on some of the play-action stuff and not allowing FSU to, to get over the top and oftentimes did not denying Jordan Travis his first read on some of those passing plays. But what they did, what they did in the first half is not sustainable from this standpoint. It is not sustainable to have that much explosive like that that amount of explosive plays when you're having so little success as far as successful play rate, right? I mean, FSU tonight, 4 of 12 on third down, 7.9 yards per play. And if you take the kneel down out, I'm pretty sure they're, they're at 8 yards a play. That, that, that's not really sustainable. And in the first half, they, what they were doing was absolutely insane. I mean, they had almost 12 yards of play in the second quarter. But I didn't think the drop-off would be that severe. So that was, that was kind of crazy. Um... Uh, NoCast also brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce, by Madison Social Township and Central, by the NoCast Loans Program. Give Shannon Young call 844-FSU-LOAN, and by Congruity. Congruity is your business optimized. Let's talk about the defense here before I cut out of this. This is the instant, of course, we will have the big breakdown on Tuesday morning after I get to go back in and dive into the, you know, the film and do the review. Uh, a couple things FSU did st- tonight defensively stood out to me. And again, they sort of had a bit of a Cinderella thing going on too, to where what they were doing was not fully sustainable for the entire game. Uh, but the first thing that, that I noticed, just, man, they came out and played hard. Like they really seemed like like they, they played with their hair on fire, that they played with really good effort. And like that can backfire on you. Most certainly it can. If if a team's able to hit some explosive plays on you because you're playing too hard, because you're playing out of control. But for the most part, I feel like they had good controlled aggression tonight. They they were confident in their plan, it seemed. Um, Leonard Warner was, was not out there, so that was, in my opinion, an upgrade. Um, and most importantly, you had the defensive line playing extremely well tonight. You had, a, against the North Carolina offensive line, that's not bad. You know, like their starters are, are pretty decent players. They're backups are, are not. Um, Marvin Wilson balled out tonight. Janarius Robinson had a sack or two and several pressures. Josh Kando had a pick six on a very intelligent play where where he kind of bluffs and then peels off for realizing where, where the dump's going to be. And Hal throws it anyway and throws it right to Kando and Kando picks it off and takes it into the end zone. FSU doesn't, doesn't win without that play. Tonight, so I thought the defensive line was an enormous difference. You you, you had a, a crucial fourth down stop where I think it's Robert Cooper takes and just absolutely buries the center like back into the backfield, and it totally screws up the entire play. That the guard who's trying to pull and get around the center can't can't even, can't even get on his track because Big Coop has has just absolutely crushed the guy. So you know, that was something that was I think pretty crucial in this ball game. Um, 
the other thing I thought was really important in, in this game was FSU did all this without overcommitting to stopping, you know, like the run, without overcommitting, without selling out to allow a whole bunch of explosive plays, at least in the first half. And they won this game in the first half. They held on for dear life in the second half. In fact, I mean, the defense did very little in the way of stops in the second half. But I'm going to I'm gonna read you a list of explosive pass plays here. Okay, and, and see if you can spot the difference. 36 yards, quarter two, two minutes left in the quarter. 33, quarter three, 18, quarter three, 38, quarter three, 21, quarter three, 40, quarter three, 33, quarter three, 25, Q4, 25, Q4 again, and 32, Q4 again. FSU allowed only one explosive pass play in the first half. I mean, that was that was a, a major key to this game. North Carolina actually moved the ball okay. They had some success in the first half. In fact, I think if you're watching this, you're realizing North Carolina's going to score eventually. They're not going to have this much success as far as down-to-down consistency and not have some of these plays you know, pop for pop for explosives. And and I was trying to think if I was texting Matt Thompson or or Shannon and Chad, our our uh, our sponsors during the game, but I, I, I said um right, where's this at? Yeah. Uh I said uh they have more explosive plays so far than we have successful ones. Now, this is talking about including rushes because they did run the ball pretty well throughout the whole first half on the FSU defense. I said, but this is, you know, eventually their explosive explosive plays won't just be 15-yarders. They'll be, you know, 30 and 40-yarders, which is what happened. But even though what FSU did was probably not super sustainable in the second half, and, and I think the results show that out, those points still count. And I really like their plan. They came out with a plan that I think confused North Carolina a little bit, or at least surprised at North Carolina. FSU had not always matched personnel this year when teams had gone with three receivers. Sometimes they had, they had kind of played you know, that, that third safety look. And here they went with another corner in, in Jarvis Brownlee. FSU played a lot more man coverage tonight than I had seen them play in, in early games. I'm a big Jarvis Brownlee fan. If you guys are, are big Noel Castle centers, you know I've, I've liked Jarvis since he was on you know, South Florida Express as a high school recruit, the seven-on team that I got to see a lot that year. Very good very good player for Carroll City. Was once committed to Miami. But I, I think that a lot of the strategy in the first half was, okay, Carolina's an RPO team. Let's dictate the looks. Let's let's make sure that, that they, they hand the ball off and let's win with our defensive line and, and let it limit the UNC explosiveness. And ultimately, that's what they were able to do. Now, in the second half, I do think the Carolina changed it up some. They went a little bit less RPO, from what I could tell, more called pass plays. And with Corey Durden getting ejected for, for targeting, luckily it was in the first half, not the second, so he will be back next week uh, for FSU's game. Uh, like the defense wore down a little bit. North Carolina ends up running 81 plays. In the ball game, I think they ran 44 in the first half. So the plan was not as effective in, in, in the second half. But FSU was able to, through their game plan, through their coaching, through their tremendous effort on the defensive line, through their playmaking ability, was able to get North Carolina off balance quite a bit in this one. And they, they like UNC, I mean, they moved the ball in the first half. They just didn't really cash it in. They had drives of the 34 yards, 39 yards, 
50 yards that didn't get any points in the first half. I mean, that's, what is that? Uh, that's like 135 yards, roughly, in, on three drives that end up in no points. Typically, I mean, you're, you're going to be getting probably 10 points out, out, out of drives like that. So that was a huge difference in the ball game. Yes, UNC adjusted. We can say, why didn't FSU adjust back? Um, a team like this right now, which is kind of in a fragile state, has a lacking roster in some spots. You know, it may not have another counter punch to, punch to throw after it threw its good punch and the other team, you know, threw, threw their counter punch. But, yeah. Uh, that was... That was pretty wild. Um, I think this is a big, big win for FSU. I mean, obviously. And... I don't care. Okay, some, some people tweeting, UNC played bad D. Sure. Yeah, in, in the first half, they, they did. Still counts. I mean, like it's not like the points that FSU gives up when they play bad D. Like it, It's not like those don't count. I thought FSU's defense on the uh, on the two-point conversion play was, was actually pretty, pretty good. Um, and, you know, ultimately, North Carolina did not execute at the end. They had multiple drops, and... FSU, despite the fact they didn't score in the second half of this game, holds on to win. Sometimes you get all your points in the first half, and, and you don't know that, but you, you, know, you got to hold on and got to hold on and do it. So, all right, uh, guys, I think that's pretty much it. I have a lot more notes here, but I'm not going to make this thing half an hour. I'm going to just end it here, get this thing up on the interwebs. And, uh, oh, yeah, uh, check out what the recruits are saying tonight. Luke Altmeyer and, uh, and a couple other FSU recruits tweeting some very positive stuff. So that's a pretty good sign right there, potentially for the future of the program and a nice win here for the Seminoles. All right. 